Welcome to the Marathon Church Podcast. My name is Craig Henson. I'm your host, and I'm joined today by lead pastor Eddie Cox. I am here. Yes. Executive pastor Brian Cox. Hello, Craig. And Greenville campus pastor Reggie Smith. Hey, everybody. I just said, please don't touch my coffee, Eddie. Don't touch his coffee. I don't want your coffee. <laughs> He's a sensitive man. I don't get my own coffee. There's enough don't coffee to go co- around. I, I forgot we were going on live, you know, and then I, yeah. We are so glad you guys have joined us wherever you may be. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you find your podcasts. And send us an email at info at marathonchurch.org. And today we have come together, gentlemen, to talk about our brand new series called When Love Comes to Town. Oh, man, that's awesome. It is so exciting. Yeah. Who's going first? We're trying to move (laughs) from the seats (laughs) to the streets. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah, we're going to move some people from the seats to the streets. Oh, we're going to yes. serve our community uh, coming up here in a few weeks. It's it's so exciting, and I think people are getting really fired up for this. I hope so. You know, I don't. I mean, I don't know what they're doing out there. I gave them some ideas Sunday what they should be doing, and hopefully it'll happen. That would be really cool to see that work. I actually did love the three steps that you gave us at the end. Like if you if you're just thinking about moving toward loving someone, try one of these three things. Go fishing, just love somebody, serve somebody, and I, I think those were real practical, you know, steps that you know somebody could take one of those this week. I mean, you can do that, you know, instantly somewhere if you want to do it. So, so hopefully, we'll see. When you say go fishing, we might need to explain that to well, those listening today. Um, it's not your typical fishing. Well, yes. Remember yeah. coming out of the uh, chosen series. Peter was a fisherman, and Jesus told me, he said, we're going to go fish for men. And so that's mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. We've got to pay attention, yeah. drop a line in where you are, because you got to start paying attention to people around you. I like, what... I like that you, you brought it. Uh, I don't know if people hear that very often, that you know they come to church, and that, they feel like that's the pool. Yeah. That's where we – that's the only place God exists. That's where the fish are. The fish are at the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think what you did, I think you um, enlightened everyone to say, you know, where your boat may be or wherever you are, you're actually the lure for people to find Jesus. Where you are in your life, where it may be at school or work, mm-hmm. you know, and you, know, you have to make a conscious effort to do that, though. I don't know if you've thought about that. Uh, like I was at the football game last night. And there's a lot of people there that I'm like, and I, I don't ever think about it. You know, you, I really didn't. I had to, for a moment, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I'm actually supposed to be nice to these people. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to have, I have to have a conversation. And, you know, I am, you know, a link to God in some ways well, to I think these I, people. And yeah. you forget life. It's almost like you totally disconnect. God, and unless you make an, a conscious effort, you said I think love is an action. Yeah, it's it's yep. a it's a. Now, I know me and Brenda used to do. We would go to Waffle House every morning on Saturday, and we had a great relationship with those waitresses there. In fact, we would always invite them to church. Always, they brought our kids Christmas gifts. You know, they never came to church, but we still showed them. 
I think, a love. And it was it was really awesome to just see when they saw us, how they, they seemed so excited. It was like Jesus came to town. Mm-hmm. And they you were know, happy to see you. Yeah, yeah, love came to town, and we brought love to them where they were. And I think the church has lost some of that. Well, we're so yeah. wrapped up in us and life that even us, you know, we're pastors and but we have to think about why and why am I here? Why do I involve myself in the community at all? You know, and Yeah, you Eddie, you pointed out to us that most of us have a dominant life principle. Mm-hmm. Uh for some of us it's fun or maybe safety or money or approval. And so love isn't necessarily our dominant life principle. We're we're off on one of these other tangents. That's what you. I mean, that's the way we work. I mean, you know, I'm a fun guy. So I was going to ask you. I think that's yeah. You you say, do you want to go to work or do you want to uh, go play golf? Well, I'm going to go play golf. But people who are money dominant, they would say, no, I got to work. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I'm saying, Reggie? Yes. Reggie has been there. Reggie, what are you? You're a DLP. Yeah, what is it? Is that what that is? Dominant life yes. principle. Yes. What's your DLP? What's your DLP, man? I like to play. I like to have fun. But well, you, that ain't your first choice, though, is it? Well, I just I like to make sure things are done. I like to get things done, so I got a little bit of that OC. Yeah. I think you, it, the di- end you, times is Reggie's really. You've diagnosed me a little bit OC. <laughs> Stop, Brian. So, <laughs> yeah. I do like prophecy, too, by yeah, the way. See, yeah. Yes, I do. That's fun for me. But I also like to play ball, and I like to. I hadn't golfed enough, though. No, I'm not with y'all. So y'all are helping me. Y'all, y'all, that, to, to be real, we're working on that. Some guys in my life group said I'm I'm kind of, you know, money and fun. Like I really like to work hard so I can have fun. So mm-hmm. I, th- I think for guys, I think those kind of go together. We work really hard so we can make some money so we can have some fun. Yeah, that's, I mean, our job is big deal for us. How that goes is how we go usually, and then we can have the fun. But if the job's not going well, it's hard to have fun. For us, it's hard just to get disconnect. Say, yeah, hey, you know. I, I think I've been thinking about this filter. I feel like I'm I'm a workaholic basically. I don't know why, uh, but I do think I filter things that way. So if work smooth, I can play better. Yes, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yes, I, it's hard for me to go play golf when I know things at work are not good. Yeah. It's hard for me to go out of town on a trip. Because I know when I come back, it's chaos. Yeah. You know, so I think, I don't know if it's on purpose. I I just think that's the filter I'm in right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to be more of in the play filter, like Eddie. I'm getting there. You know, so uh, golf is my way to do that, I guess. Do you ever feel like you're, you're behind? My wife and I were talking the other day. It's like we feel like we're always behind on things, like you're trying to catch up on things, you know. Whether it's work or if it's home or if it's, I'm, there's got to be some people out there that are thinking, yeah, that's me. Like you're always catching up, and, and maybe part of the fun for me and and for my wife is that we're gonna get it, we're gonna get caught up one day. You know, I don't know if anyone yeah. knows what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, I've been trying to catch up for forty years. Yeah, you, and you know, money. <laughs> yeah, pay off your house and right, you right. Know, well, we're talking. I'm talking about like getting the yard work done. It's, it's oh yeah, get it finished yeah. and get, getting the house done and getting the you know, the cars are getting whatever are, are those different things, but then making sure we have enough fun in life. Yeah. Along with the love, we go back to the love comes to town thinking about people and Eddie, 
you know, it's amazing how he'll be talking about a particular. I remember even in singles group, Eddie, when y'all used to teach singles, it was love is action. That always uh, connected with me. Love is action. Love is action. So after Eddie preached Sunday, then I go to, I'm headed to Starbucks uh, uh, Monday morning, and a guy cuts me off like he's behind me. <laughs> Then he gets to the left, and then he cuts me off, and I'm like, "What? God bless him." That's what comes out. God bless him. <laughs> That's and, good, man. Wait, yeah. do, you, do you mean that in a good literal I way, re- or do I you mean said, like I God really do? Bless God, this. I, yes, God bless this guy in many ways. Okay, and, th- and then so, okay, so then we go to yeah, I know. So then we're going, mm-hmm. and then he gets in front of me in the line at Starbucks. <laughs> I'm like, God, you got a sense of humor. This is interesting. So I, so he's in front of me. He orders. Okay, then I get behind him, and then God says, "You need to buy his drink." I'm like, okay. And you know, it was, it was freeing. And I told Eddie about it. I'm like, it's amazing. Love comes to town, and I, anyhow, it just, it just, it just was a great morning. It made my day. I thought, man, I want to bless that guy because I don't know what he's going through. Maybe he's having a tough morning. So love is. He's probably action. running behind. Yeah, yeah. probably he's like, behind. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Probably, but anyhow, it just—you know—you had to have a awareness to do that. I don't always have that. When somebody, I mean, it seems like traffic is the number one issue for me because mm-hmm. <laughs> there's always somebody riding too close, right? And I mean, they—they can't go anywhere. There's a line, mm-hmm. and I—I I have to—I have to be careful. Well, I'll tell you what I know about Reggie is you know. that uh, he's always fishing. He is. Yes. You, you I, noticed that about him? He's mm-hmm. always thinking about what's going on, who's a, what's happening in their life, what, you know. And a lot of times we get in a, you know, I'm getting in the car, I'm going to go get, a, a, you know, a coffee. I'm not thinking, I'm really not thinking about that person. Mm-hmm. But he is. Yeah. That's one thing that Reggie, I noticed Thank about you. him. Thank you. Thank you. But I, I want to say one other thing. Because I want everybody to pray for this guy. So I go to Panera, too. And you may know this guy. Should I say his name? So I go, and I've been asking this guy to come to church with me. And then so he keeps saying he's going to come. Well, then the other day he said he had a party he had to go to. He's not going to be able to come. And I said, he said, i got to have several weeks ahead. So this morning I go by, and I said, hey, man, don't want to press you. But if you want to come, I'd love you to come. He's like, yeah, I got that party. And so then I said, well, what date can you? And then he's like, yeah. And I said, I'll, I'll pick you up. Let's go. You know, and he and he's all excited about it. I'm like, that's awesome. I just get excited. Yeah, that's great, man. So you're picking him up. I'm gonna pick him up like on the twentieth. Wow. You know, uh, food will food will draw people. It will. We oh, hundred percent. I said, I said we're having a big deal on the twentieth at Greenville. So yeah, that'll work. Come see us, man. Let's that's go. great. So this this entire series is about love, but putting that love into action, and so you kind of got us started on Sunday. Eddie talking about, you know, the great commandment, love God with everything that you've got and love your neighbor as yourself. And I loved how you talked about, because I think it really hit home with a lot of us, myself included, is that we're good with the love God part. We really are. (laughs) We're good at that part. But we're not good with the love your neighbor. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Reggie's better than anybody else. Yeah, it sounds like Stop it. it. Stop it. Yeah. He's sweet. Stop it. No, just seriously, I will say the first thought with that guy cutting in front, he cut me off, God seriously bless him i know see there okay okay now i'm I'm being Mm. a little more real but i did still say bless did you really i did i promise okay ride with me okay no uh -uh. (laughs) no (laughs) but how did you say it 
You said it with a tone, oh, didn't God, you? I don't know. Did you have a God, God bless him? We'll get those videos and let God. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, see, that's how I would have said it. Yeah. God bless, bless him. Because <laughs> if you don't, I'm going to run yeah. over it. Yeah. <laughs> Help me, God. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think though, I think that's true though of us. You know, Christians is like we're really good with the love God with everything we've got. Part we'll even you know, you know, give him some offering on Sunday when we come and. You know, think we're doing really well, but you know, we wouldn't help a little old lady across the street a lot of times. I think you know. I think what COVID did. I think it moved us away from the. Uh, it moved us totally to the God love. Mm. I can love God. I can have my own quiet time. Yeah. I can do my own deal at home. I can watch the video. I can love God, mm. and I can keep my life good this way. But the great, the great commission of reaching out to other people yes. has mm-hmm. went out the window. You know what I'm saying? So we have actually pulled away from what we should have been doing. And that's kind of where love comes to town is we're trying to move you from the seat to the street. We got to get you back out thinking about other people and start fishing again. Yeah, and I think the church is the only thing that can bring that back. It seems, it seems, yeah, I think, I think once we understand, I think sometimes we're in the church and we're sitting there thinking this is just for me. Mm-hmm. And you know, and it really does. That's the way it is. You know, we didn't ever think about. I'm learning what I'm learning so that I can get this to somebody else. Have you noticed, like since COVID, that uh, I mean, I've noticed that the world is so much more unkind. Un- there's no patience. There's no. I mean, I remember uh, we was in Dollywood this past week yeah. with about eighty thousand people. <laughs> no lie. It it was quite crazy, mm. Mm. but to see people lose their minds over like their meal or something, and like, and then you then I watched the workers, and you could see in their face that I am done with all of you. I am mm-hmm. done with you. I'm just here to get my paycheck, and I'm out of here. Yeah, because they've been treated so bad, yeah. and I'm like, wow. I, I mean, it just it saddens you to know that, but the, the the opportunity is great. There's opportunity to love somebody at every moment in your life. I don't know if you thought about that. Whatever yeah. situation you're in, you have an opportunity to choose that. And I, me and Brenda talked about it because I saw those workers, this little old lady, you know, at the ham house. Oh, yeah, I know that one. Mm, yeah. They brought it back. It's so good. Oh, but yeah. bless her heart. She had all these people like, where's our name at? Why, we, why can't we? What's going on? Why, you know, and she's like, I'm, I'm just try, I'm trying. And they didn't care about her. They just wanted their name on the list. Yeah. Because what mattered to them is they get what they want. Yeah, mm, for oh, sure. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to be like that. And then I yelled at her and said, get it. No, I didn't. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I just thought about uh, the the advantage the church has right now is that we can be a greater light than ever before because the discouragement is so great. One, I think you talked about acts of kindness. I'm not sure. Small acts of kindness. The small I mean things. More. Like you said, bring coffee to your wife. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, or somebody in your office. Yeah, I did that, by the way. That's yeah. good, Brian. Yeah, or those, those <laughs> kind of things that we are so wrapped up in ourselves that we forget can make the biggest difference. Um, and I love, I love about you, Reggie. He's always seeing that. He does. Um, but then it, then it comes back to 
what your what is your filter? Are you filtering things through what Jesus was doing, what he would see, how God sees people? And I think that's the biggest filter. You know, how is God, how would God love these people that are not lovable? Well, that's Sunday's message, by the way. We're going to do the, yeah. the three Bs. I'm not going to tell you what they are. I know. I was about to get ahead. Yeah. Three Bs. Yeah. There's, there's a, go ahead, Rich. Go ahead. Well, the, so we're on set. We're on set. I know this was the prior one, but the whole Chosen thing got my family binge watching on Chosen. So we're on the season so two. Good. It's so with, good. With a Samaritan. You've seen the. Yes. Man, it's like awesome. They're all there because remember the Samaritans and the Jews were enemies and all that. And. Like they went out of their way to take care of that guy, and the disciples they didn't understand like, what what's going on? Yeah, why you know? would you do that? Why would you even? Yeah, and and Jesus set them straight nicely. Yeah, well yeah. he as as we're going to talk about he redefined neighbor. You know when mm-hmm. with that parable and mm-hmm. and I, I and I think that's part of our problem is if you don't look like me, smell like me, think like me. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't need to be around you, you know. And I, and I think that that's a struggle for all of us. That, um, even I think even a lot of times when we want to want to serve somebody, we want it to be convenient for us. Oh we yeah. Want it to, you know what? You talk about filters, Brian. So Amy and I have a filter because she's a server at a restaurant, and so. <laughs> We kind of filter everything through that, and and obviously she has a real soft spot for other servers, um, and with without fail the worst tippers are, you know, Christians, and it is true. Like you, you can't even serve somebody by leaving them a de- decent tip. And in fact, uh, we were told the story not too long ago that there there's a prominent preacher here in the South uh, who, if I said his name. Many, many, many people would know him. Um, when he goes uh, to a certain restaurant here, they fight over who doesn't have to serve him because he doesn't tip at all. And I'm like, you're going to stand up in a pulpit and talk about how much you love people and you can't even leave a tip at a restaurant? It's pretty sad. That just blows my mind. Yeah. And it, it's. I mean, and he's known for that. That's the, the saddest of all. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, when he walks in the door, the servers curse him. I'm not waiting on him. Uh, curse his name and say, you know, who's got the short straw today? Who has to deal with him today? Wow. And uh, but I, and I say that to say this. I think for those of us who can learn to love and serve, I think it causes our light to shine a little bit brighter. And I and I think that we had, we do that we have an opportunity with the gospel if we would just simply love and serve people mm-hmm. with no conditions, right? You know, I, I, again, reminded me of us eating, and the server we had, she was having a really bad day. I mean, she just looked just like oh, it's not a good day. Yeah, you know, and she didn't do everything right, but I gave her a great tip to encourage her. Yeah. I'm like, that's so important. It means so much to it people. Is. I mean, sounds little, but it means. Well, a you lot. don't have to. What's what we? They said that the small acts mean more than the big acts, mm-hmm. and you know, so it's the little things that encourage people. Knowing what they need is the biggest deal, and that's mm-hmm. why you have to pay attention. If you're fishing, what it, you know, Reggie's praying for the guy in front of me, and what is wrong with him? What's going on? Will we? Mm-hmm. We'll never know all that. But if you're around people. 
and you're fishing, you need to know what's going on. And, you know, so you can get something that is very specific to them. So yeah. if, if they love coffee, then it could be a cup of coffee. Or it could be something else. But you need to know that. It's yeah, the you, smile you gave us that great marital advice, Eddie, yeah. that in your marriage, it's the little things. It's those those small it's acts it. of love that really make the difference. Yeah, you're going to go on trips and stuff, but it's the it's the little things. It's the little things that happen daily mm-hmm. that make the biggest difference for all people. Mm-hmm. You know, so. You know, Eddie, you, you talked about asking God to set you up. You said that several times. Set you up when you go into a store. Set you up when you go out for the day. And God does set us up if we'll if we'll be looking. Sometimes we pray and we forget what we prayed. <laughs> but if we say, "God set set me be up," be ready. Yeah, yeah, set me up today. Woo, he's he'll. That's he'll a do scary it. prayer though for people because I'm gonna have to deal with somebody else because that's how he sets mm-hmm. us up. It's not a flat tire. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you know it's it's gonna be somebody something to do with people when you pray. Set me up. It may so be an angry neighbor. Could it be? <laughs> you have to deal with. <laughs> Eddie, you took us to this great verse in First uh, Corinthians 13. And uh, for those of you that don't know, the Apostle Paul wrote this letter back to this church at Corinth. With the, the city of Corinth was probably not unlike 21st century America. They were a little messed up. Um, but Paul said to them, um, if I don't have love, I'm like a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. And you said the church can't be a gong show. We can't be making. I mean, it's just we're just making noise, white noise. You know, yeah. if you're not, if you say you love, and you don't do anything, he said you're just you're just a gong, and that's kind of what's happened. I think we. It's. I think it's easier for us to say we love people on Sunday morning. For me, from the. I mean, I'm on the yeah. stage. I don't have to get out there. Yeah, that's what it looks like. You know what we're going to do though. We're this is the biggest year of re- outreach that we will have starting basically now to the end of the year that we've ever done at Marathon. It's so good. I'm so excited about it. It's going to be great. So there's there's a lot of opportunities for that, like to help people with yard work or to pack meals or to. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many great things coming. Yeah, I'm not supposed to speak of it, so I'm not going to because <laughs> yeah, we had to let the well, cat we, out of the bag. We can speak of Love Week. Well, we can, can yeah. we? Yeah, which is November 13th. That whole week, we've set up projects with schools. We're gonna, I think we're gonna pressure watch. <clears throat> excuse me, are your group's doing that right? We are, yeah. Um, I think we're doing a school. Um, we're gonna cut some grass. We're gonna. Um, I think they're doing what they call the little library. They're making these things for. Uh, where you put books in so the neighborhood can come and get books. Uh, we're going to be doing so many things like that. There's a whole list that people can sign up, and we call it Love Week. Like We're going to go from, like you said, from the seat to the street and try to love our community. You know, yeah. intentionally, you know, with an action. Yes. You know, yes. Mo- mobilizing hundreds of people yes. uh, to get out and serve the community. Yeah, it's incredible. And so many, as you guys said, so many great projects that that we have lined up. And, and if if we don't do that, and, and honestly, I think the world kind of sees just the church as a bunch of noise right now. If we don't do that, we are just a bunch of noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that Jesus talked about that. I mean, it, how they know we're different is by our love. That's it. That's what he said. He said, if they will know how you're really different, then you love. Yeah. Not like everybody else. Remember, he even changed that to the new commandment. That's <laughs> right. Said, yeah. No, I don't want you to love you, your neighbor like you love you. I want you to love your neighbor like I love. 
Mm-hmm. He said, that's the difference that's going to change Which the world. Which he gave his life. Yes. He said, do what I did. Yeah. You know, so. You know, I just had a thought. My mom always talked about that verse. And she she would tell me because there were different people I didn't like growing up. And I remember she would get on to me. And she would she would just basically say, Red, you have to love people even when they're not like you or they don't look like you or they don't even have the same values or beliefs that you do. So what, what our family would do is that Thanksgiving's coming up, right? Yes, Jesus, that's very turkey good. Turkey and dressing. Yes. So they would mm. invite people for Thanksgiving or for Christmas, and they would invite people who didn't have any family or who didn't have somebody else, and they were at our house. Well, we were talking about this the other day. We had a family birthday party thing, and me and my cousins, we were all talking. And they would invite people who we really didn't care for, and they would show up at our house, and we would all get mad about it. And we were <laughs> we, we were a bunch of punks. <laughs> But my mom and my aunt and my grandma, they would invite all the people that nobody else wanted. And there were probably sometimes 10, 15 of them. We're like, this is our Christmas time or this is our Thanksgiving meal. And they, and they would eat and enjoy it and have fun. And eventually they would leave and we would have our, our family kind of thing. But it just we were talking about how that was pretty cool that the people that nobody wanted, they would have there. And now we were talking about we, we want those folks. We want we want to I want to be like that, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean that's the heart of Marathon Church. That's why you started it because people that weren't welcome at a traditional church or whatever, like yeah, you can come to Thanksgiving dinner at our house. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we actually did that, didn't yeah. we? <laughs> All the time. All the time, just yeah. like your mom, Brady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think about the gong you used Sunday. That was so great. It was really good. Oh yeah. Um, Eddie had a literal gong. Yes, he did. On stage a with big him. one. Yes. Yeah, and I think how the church uses that is that that's how we judge people. I was thinking about, yeah. well, oh, I don't like yeah. them. Boom! Mm-hmm. It's like the Gong Show when you do bad, they yeah. will Gong you. Yeah, was it three Gongs and you're out? Yeah, and yes. you're out. <laughs> and I think, well, that sounds like that sounds like the church does. Like you know, oh we we're always disapproving of people, not loving them. Yeah, and but I thought that was a great illustration. Eddie, you talked about the highest love. Uh, highest level of love in the scripture is what we call agape love. And you said it's selfless, sacrificial, and unconditional. And uh, I'm not so good at the unconditional. I like to put conditions on it. I don't know. I don't know if we're really good at any of that. Yeah. I mean, I think there's moments we are. I think the God, we, you know, when God's actually moving in us and we allow him to do so, I think we can do that. But nat- doing that naturally is not us. It's not. We have conditions. We do. I tell you, having children, though, help with that. Go ahead, Brian. No, I'm just saying I love what you said. Uh, You said love is supernatural, not a human thing. That that really, I've never heard that before. I'm like, that is so true. I cannot love like God, really, unless I know him, unless I've experienced the love of Jesus in my life. It's really hard to love others. Well, I think it's impossible. Mm Mm-hmm. For me, I'm not going to love the guy, you know, on my bumper. There's no way without knowing that there's a greater thing involved, that God's involved. Um, so I do think it's supernatural. Yeah, I think we want to – I think we're going to – I'd like to live in that. Mm-hmm. You know, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know if we can live in that, but I think we can shoot for it. You know, and there's times we're going to get it right. There are times that we're going to have unconditional love. And we're going to live sacrificially. It will happen. You have to speak it every day. 
Like mama yeah. used to say that she every day this is a day for an opportunity to love and some days i don't want to do that though <laughs> well he he made it clear that if you're going to actually do this you're going to have to walk in the spirit you're going mm-hmm. to stick with me so that you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh and the desires of flesh is this is conditional i love yeah, you that's good you know so you, at some point i think sundays are our best day to love unconditionally because we're paying attention to it. Yeah. I think the other days is the hard time. Yeah, Monday's the toughest. Yeah, it's so as as Reggie said, you you've tell you tell us to pray this prayer, God set me up today. So if you if you're filled with the spirit and you pray that prayer and if you're paying attention, this could happen. But if if that's not the equation, it's probably not going to happen. It's probably you're not going to be paying attention, you know. Yeah. I think our guy at the golf course, we call him. Mhm. Well, I won't call him. Yeah, don't you? Yeah. Can't say that. But. We have a pet name for him. <laughs> yeah, but that just was, among us, that was a setup. Yeah, for me, because yeah. I, had, you know, I said, you know, I've been going to the golf course. Like, I just don't want to talk to anybody. And I said, you know, I don't really think I should do that. So, you know, let yeah. Me when know. he and he pushed our buttons a couple of times. Yeah, remember the first time I met him? I'm like, mm, that's one. Yeah, I know. You know, he's by but, the book and he's yeah. cold and straight up. And then you got to see. There's the things I'm gonna do Sunday. Then you got to know the three B's, and I'm not going to go over it now. Yeah. But it. Don't have to where, tune in for that. Where is he coming from? Yeah. But why are right. you Why are you right. speaking this way? Before I judge you, I need to know something. And then I brought him salmon, and we got mm-hmm. to be good friends. And then I made him a coaster with his name on it that he took. You know, he was moving away, so it was really. And, and fun. now he's he's awesome. He's just like. Yeah, whenever you guys aren't with us, he's like, "Where are we're, yeah. we're the Cox boys?" We, we love seeing guys, him man. now, and he's just, just like you said, where is he coming from? He probably didn't mean things the way we thought. And, yeah, well, he, yeah. I, I feel like the church has heard him. Yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think he's somebody that the church has hurt, and so yeah. he hears, "Oh, these guys are preachers." Ah, I'm out. Yeah, we're anomalies actually for him. He don't yeah, quite he understand. Can't figure it out. What's yeah. going on with these guys? Yeah, we love him. We care about him, but yet we are the church, part of the church. But he's never seen this kind of love yeah. from the church. That's kind of that's kind of what it is. Yeah. yeah, you know what I love is that people who are coming to marathon. There, there are a lot of people who have been hurt by the yeah. church, but then they'll say, and I even got an email this past week about how this lady was welcomed, and she was she just couldn't believe she and she even said, "I've been hurt by the church," but she's excited about coming. And I thought, all of us in here, we've been hurt by the church, and we're pastors. Yeah. Right? And Big time. I, and I want those folks out there that are listening right now to know that we've all been hurt because pe- people are people, and people let us down, and things don't necessarily go like like we want them to go, but we don't have to understand all the stuff. I heard Charles Stanley saying that the other night. We don't have to understand everything. Just love people. It comes back to that verse. Just love people. And if we love people, and so, again, Marathon's here. Powdersville and Greenville and my thought is how many of those folks right now do you know do we know do the people listening know right now that need that encouragement from us to say come sit with me and then those folks I was even thinking about the guy from Panera that I was telling you guys about earlier I want him to serve with us I'm already thinking what this this guy's got a great <laughs> personality he's just he, he's amazing mm-hmm. I'm like he's gonna be on the front lines one day and he didn't he doesn't even know it but yeah it's amazing he'll come and, and get loved on and say this is Greatest thing ever. That's what I'm planning on hearing him say. I love when you fish, Reggie. It's awesome. <laughs> so good. Yeah, he's a good fisherman. He really is. 
Y'all, this is a great series and a great conversation. Uh, love is coming to town, yes, and we're is. moving from Absolutely. the seats to the to streets. The street. yes, uh, right. So glad you guys were with me today. Thank you to all of our listeners. If you're a new listener, thanks for joining us. If you're a loyal listener, thanks as always. And please remember to subscribe, rate, review, and uh, send us an email, info at marathonchurch.org. We can't wait to talk to you next time.